0: Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to our Romans teaching. We're still in chapter one. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson. I pastor Crossway Church here in Queen City, Texas. And uh, I just encourage you to avail yourself to these teachings there on my YouTube channel, in case that's not where you're watching. Uh, and that is Curtis Hutchinson 316. You can find all of our services there uploaded, uh, my Galatians teaching uploaded, other things, everything we do here at Crossway Church is uploaded to that YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. So uh, if you're living anywhere in the Atlanta, Queen City area, I encourage you to come out Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., Wednesday nights at 640. We have a nursery. We have children's church. We have a youth group on Wednesday night that meets. and, And just come and learn the Word of God as it is in truth. Learn the message of the cross, and I guarantee it, according to God's word, he'll pour out on you blessings you can't contain. He's a mighty God. He's given us his word to hold in our hands and to write in our hearts. And uh, when we get God's word in our hearts, then our delight can surely be in the Lord and he can surely give us the desires of our heart. Praise God for that. Well... This is our eighth session, and uh, we're early in chapter one. We don't move too fast because we, well, we're not in a hurry. The Lord's coming at any moment, and I hope He comes before I have to teach this session today, uh, because uh, uh, you know once we're with Him. These kind of sessions will be over, and uh, so I'm looking forward to him and coming and taking us out of here, but until then, we will occupy the land he's given us. We will occupy our time in the word, in prayer, and uh, doing what he's called us to do, and right now, we are in chapter one of Romans, and we are uh, about to endeavor to move into the sixth verse today. Now, again, this is our... 8th session but we're just now starting verse 6 so it's been good if you've missed any of the prior seven sessions I really encourage you to go back and and grab a hold of those and listen to them they're only a half hour long so go get them I, I guarantee it God will speak to your heart change your life add to your life remove some things that need to be gone so praise God So let's back up to verse five so we can just roll right into verse six. I don't really like to just read a verse out of the Bible. I like to uh, see the context. And in this context, uh, Paul is writing to a church he's not yet been to. Not, he's writing to a church he didn't start. He's, that lets us know something right there, that Paul's interest was in seeing the church learn the message of sanctification, learn how to live for God in victory, how to fight to keep their faith in the the cross of Jesus Christ, and 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 be warned against all the fads that have come along, even back in this day, uh, that we so easily run to instead of just keeping our faith anchored in the cross. His desire was to see the church. Uh, living in this victory that Christ afforded us there at Calvary. And that's what we're reading here. In verse 5, Romans 1, By whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his namesake. Among whom are you also the called of Jesus Christ. And Paul here is just edifying the the church in Rome saying, yeah, this is for all nations and among whom all all the nations are you. And he tells them that you're the called of Jesus Christ. You see, as a child of God, what called us was the gospel. That's what called us. We've been called, Paul put it this way in Galatians 1.15, grace called me. But grace is what flows out from the gospel, that we believe that Christ died for us sinners, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him, that we might not just uh, be left here all to ourselves trying to figure it out, but God gave His Son so that we could be saved from our, our sins. And, and God gave His Son so that we could walk in sanctification and learn how to live in victory and power. And we are the called. And I want to tell you something. There's some blessings For the called, hallelujah, we have something the world cannot have access to except through the door that we've entered in, and that's faith in the blood of Jesus. They have no access to the peace, the joy, the strength, the love that we have in our God. They don't have it. Those who are the called have access to all the blessings of God, heirs, join heirs with Jesus Christ, and as we see here that Paul is edifying them, saying, among whom you also are the called of Jesus Christ. You see, it's Christ that really calls us, and He did that from the cross. In Jeremiah 31 3, the Bible says that, and I'm paraphrasing, but part of that verse in Jeremiah 31.3 says that God has drawn us by his loving kindness. We're drawn by the loving kindness of God. We're called by the loving kindness of God. Yet Ephesians 2.13 says we've been made near, brought nigh by the blood of Christ. And I personally believe that, that all men are being drawn because Jesus said if I be lifted up I'll draw all men. We, we we have a void. We have a drawing. We don't know what it is until we believe the gospel and then we see what that drawing's been. We see what that call has been that pull, that void. We see that. We don't know what that is. We're blind and cannot see. Jesus said until we're born again and then we begin to understand. Then we have eyes to see what that was that was drawing, what that was that was pulling. Praise be to God. And we also, have eyes to see the, <clears throat> that we are the called of Jesus Christ. There's no higher thing on the planet, my friend, than to be called by Jesus to accept that call, step into that call called salvation in Christ and walk in that salvation. There's nothing greater going on on the earth today than to realize God loves me enough that he gave his son. I accept that for my salvation from sin, my deliverance from sin, my daily keeping from sin, knowing that my God loves me Loves me, that He is the anchor, the lover, and the keeper of my soul every single day. Hallelujah, glory be to God. His love continues to draw me, but it's the blood of Jesus that actually makes me near God. How, it's the loving kindness of God. 1 John 4 9 and 10 tells us that, that, that the love of God was manifest at Calvary, not in the clouds and knowing there is a God somewhere that created all this. No, Everybody knows there's a God, even the liars that say they don't believe in a God. They're lying because they've made themselves God. Everybody believes in a God of some sort, but we have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. We believe in the God of all creation. We believe in the God that gave His Son because we were sinners and we needed to get back, be restored to our place, reconciled to God. And that doesn't happen except through Jesus Christ. See, the call is from Calvary. The call goes out from Calvary. You need to understand that. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw, I'll call all men. The call goes out to all men because Jesus died. He tasted death for all men. Hebrews 2 and 9. If you're Thee called. And and I want to turn on over a few pages and the Lord laying this on my heart at this very moment to read something else where we see in this letter to the Romans chapter 8 about the called. And if we will look, I believe it is Romans chapter 8. If I can find this here, and here it is in verse 28, a very popular scripture for most Christians, I would believe. Romans 8 and 28, the Bible says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Who are them that love God? Jesus taught those that have received Him by faith in what He did at Calvary. And the proof of that Jesus taught, hear me now, the proof of that Jesus taught is that we keep His commandments. We live according to his word. Jesus said, those that don't do my word, those don't keep my commandments, they don't love me. Man, that's concrete. Oh, we just want to rip that out of the Bible, you know, because our our thoughts and our sayings in this new age church is, well, God sees my heart. God knows my heart. No, we see your works. The Bible says Jesus taught again, let your light shine before men that they might see your works and glorify God. Come on somebody. Come on somebody. We got to get away from this new age phrases. We've got, the hell is full today of people who had an entire life of, well, God knows my heart. Yeah, he told Jeremiah to tell us that the heart is deceitfully wicked above all things and who can know it? You don't, we don't even know our own hearts, but God does. Matter of fact, that's what he looks at. And our hearts speak volume to God, not our lips. Our hearts speak volumes to God, not our lips. Jesus said, you draw nigh unto me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. So don't listen. Just cut that phrase, God, well, God knows my heart. Just living in sin, saying God knows my heart. Yes, the lives we live come from what's in our hearts. Somebody said amen this morning. So watch this. And we know, I like the little word we. Because Paul wrote it, and the we from Paul's writings are those who are the called of Jesus Christ, those who have their faith in the cross of Christ, not the G twelve government of twelve, not not the words they speak, the word of false faith, and not the not not, not the, the road of uh, the, the walk of Emmaus, the the, the prayer shout, all these things of this new age church. The the C. Peter Wagner, the false apostolic and prophetic moves books are written out there to deceive the people. It's just time to come back to true faith in the cross of Jesus Christ and walk in that place that you were called to as the called of God. Watch this. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Wow. So watch this. He goes on to explain who they are. Now, that's good news. I can read the Bible. I can read scriptures like that. And then I can see that I am the called according, listen, according to his purpose. And then he goes and he gives what that purpose is. So I can read this. I can confirm I am the called. Hallelujah. I am the called. Watch this. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. What did that just say? He foreknew Those who would be conformed into the image of his son. Those that would accept his son as savior of the world. Those that would follow Jesus, take up their cross, follow Jesus. Not just say some prayer and think they're in and that's it for the rest of their life. Jesus said you can't follow me unless you deny yourself, take up your cross daily and follow me. And I don't care what grandma taught you. You better know something. If you don't deny yourself, take up your cross daily and follow Christ, you can lose. You can be cut off. And I'm not here to teach that today, but you can find it in Romans 11 and, and, and Hebrews 6 and and, and and the book of Revelation. You can see that plain. You've got to go to some Bible cemetery and or seminary, I'm sorry, and, and and learn wrong doctrine for years, the way men thinks, men's tradition, instead of just what the Bible says. Those who believe just what the Bible says are those who have ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. And the Spirit of God is the Spirit of truth. The spirit of truth reveals truth, that he might impart truth, that he might work in that truth effectually that you believe to liberate you and to free you and to sanctify you, that he might declare Jesus Christ as the Son of God with power through that resurrection life you're experiencing. Not you, not your preacher, not your church, not your denomination, regulations and rules and traditions, but that he might, listen, that he might declare Jesus Christ as the Son of God with power through your life. So we see here that we know all things work together for good to them that love God. Mm -hmm. Can't love God unless your faith is in the cross. Remember, everything we do is by faith. And everything we do is through the Spirit. Or it's in the flesh. So, We received the love of God when we were born again. God shed his love abroad in our hearts, Romans 5 and 5, when we were born again. But if we don't walk by this faith that Christ manifested, exhibited for us at Calvary and offered us through his death, that faith alone, then it's not really love for God. It's only emotions and feelings and desires. But the only way you and I can love God is by faith. And that's the faith that works by love, Galatians 5, 6. If it's not faith that works by love, and that means the faith that, Jesus, that sent Jesus to the cross because he loved us, then it's not biblical faith. And I'm not really loving God. I just say I do. I, I pretend I do. Listen, there is, there is a different. Listen, you can't love God except by faith. Outside of faith, It's just feelings and emotions, and that won't do a thing for you. Faith is the substance, not your emotions, not your feelings. Faith is the substance of what you're hoping for. It's the very evidence. Your faith is the evidence of what you can't see. It's your faith. That is your evidence, praise God. So he says here, we know that all things work together for good to them who, that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And then he says, for whom he did foreknow, oh, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. You have a great confirmation right here those who are saved and walking in sanctification, being conformed into the image of His Son. That's what we're in the process of becoming like Jesus. Being conformed, going from faith to faith, being changed into that image as we behold the glory of God, 2 Corinthians 3.18. Listen, we're being changed. Hallelujah. We're not perfect yet. We're growing in the knowledge and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're being changed. We're being conformed. And, and don't 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 take the word and get confused about those he predestinated and I'm not here today to teach on that, but that doesn't mean that God just chose you way a long time ago and you had nothing to do with it. That's false teaching. That's false teaching. We look back to the Garden of Eden and see that God gave man a choice. And God does not overrule that choice. God knows every decision we will ever make. He knew that Adam would sin, but God's love is greater than than his knowledge of all things. God knew, he knows that I'll sin later on in my life, God forbid, but it's but it, but it it's just a, a reality that we're going to do something wrong. We're going to commit a sin. God knows that, but yet he's dealing with me not based on what he knows I'll do one day or what I've done in my yesterdays. God's dealing with me right now based on what my faith is in right now. That's a good God. A God who just uh, creates everything and sets it in motion, but doesn't curl up on the recliner and wad up in the ball and go to sleep. He says, you know what? I already know everything, but I'm getting involved. You know why he had to get involved? Because without him, it would have never made it through the first day. God has to be involved in his creation or his creation can't function. The Bible says he's upholding all things right now by the word of his power. If he's not involved, it's not going to work. Even though He already knows everything. So, listen, don't get confused with those Calvinist false teaching of Calvinism that, that God made you believe, that He chose who would go to heaven and He chose who would go to hell. My God did not create people to go to hell. Hallelujah. He, and He says in His Word that He, listen, it's not His will that any should perish. You got to be taught by man some legalistic and traditional (coughs) false doctrine to say that God chose certain people to go to hell and certain. and, And it's just the twisting and the misunderstanding of Scripture because here's what their problem is they don't see everything in the Word through the blood, through the work of the cross. That's why they say things to us. I used to work with a couple of guys, and, 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 and they'd say, Oh, I know the cross. Oh, I know the cross. Oh, I know the cross. And they, they're really being sarcastic about the cross. And, they, and, they're, and they're caught up in this Calvinism. And I told them one day, they kept coming to my, my, my office and trying to pin this stuff on me and push this stuff on me. And I said, Look, fellas, if that's what you really believe, then me and you don't serve the same God. My God gave His Son for all. My Savior, the Bible says, tasted death for all men. Hallelujah. My God, hallelujah, gave His Son for the whole world because He loves the whole world. Hallelujah. And you need to understand that. If you've been trapped in Calvinism because your granddaddy and your daddy were trapped in it, listen, I promise you, your granddaddy and your daddy... Today, wherever they've died and they've gone, no matter where that is, they don't want you to stay in that false doctrine. The Bible says in Ephesians 1 3, can we look over there? We're not in a hurry, are we? Ephesians 1 3, can we just look at that? Uh, the Bible says that God chose us in Him before the foundation of the world. This is so powerful. Let's look at that this morning. If I can get my old dried up fingers to turn the page. Ephesians 1 and 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Everybody say in Christ. In Christ. According as... ...him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. And then he goes on to say, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Hallelujah. The good pleasure of his will, the good pleasing of God through his will. And when you see God being pleased or the good pleasing, the good pleasure of God, no, he says, I can't be pleased without faith. So it's those who place faith by choice. Oh, I got to say that again. Those who place faith by choice, not forced by God, God's grace is not irresistible. It can be resisted. That's taught in Galatians chapter 2. I can reject the grace of God. I can frustrate the grace of God, which, listen, Frustrate there does not mean frustrate like you get frustrated with your friends or your spouse. Frustrate there in the Greek means to deny and to reject. I can resist the grace of God even as a born again child of God. So don't tell me God's grace is just irresistible. Oh, I see it now as a child of God is irresistible but it is irresistible. I can reject it and go to hell. I can receive it and be saved. But you know what? It's my choice. Hallelujah. And if you don't believe that, then you're in trouble. But God chose us, notice this, in Christ. In Revelation thirteen eight says, The Lamb was slain from the foundation of the world. What does that mean? That means that God laid the foundation of all He would do through, for, with, by man, be able to deal with men, Because of the foundation of the blood of Jesus, the lamb slain from the foundation. Even when Adam and Eve sinned, God rushed into the garden and gave them a message based on the foundation He'd already laid. And all through the prophets, the Psalms, and and the law given in the Old Testament, all that was given by God because of the foundation He'd already laid. I believe that every word God has ever spoken. Now, some of you are not going to agree with this, but I'm going to give you a Bible verse for it today. Every every word God has ever spoken to man, we call it the Bible, has been through the blood from a stance on that rock that was laid from the foundation. You need to understand that. Um, Let's turn over to the book of Proverbs. We are having a Bible study, amen. I believe it's Proverbs chapter 8. This will bless the hearts of those who know the truth, who God has been able to deliver from all this mess that's out there today and bring back to simple childlike faith in the cross of Jesus Christ knowing it is the answer. If you, right where you are today, even though you don't understand what we mean by the message of the cross, if you will just say with your lips and know in your heart, I believe it is the answer. That's where you have to begin. I believe the cross of Christ is the answer, not just for my entrance into the kingdom and forgiveness of my sins and justification, but also for my sanctification, for my daily power. And I'm not talking about because I got saved. I'm talking about because that's where my faith remains, in the cross, in the cross alone, not three steps some famous writer gives us in a book not one thing I have to do Jesus did it all but back to what I was saying, every word God has ever spoken He's spoken from a stance and a viewpoint of the foundation of the Lamb slain watch this, Proverbs chapter 8 verse 8 All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is no righteousness, my friends, outside of Christ and the cross. There is no righteousness to us, offered to men outside of Christ and what he did at Calvary. For he that knew no sin was sinless, became our sin offering that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Romans 3:22 that the righteousness of God is to and upon to and upon all those that believe not work for believe watch this chapter 8 of Proverbs verse 8 all the words of my mouth that means the whole bible the whole bible say the whole bible the whole bible all the words of my mouth Or in righteousness, there is nothing forward or perverse in them. That, my friends, is powerful. Every word God has ever spoken. Watch this. Back up a verse. Seven in Proverbs 8. For my mouth shall speak truth. Jesus says, I am the truth. (laughs) I am the living word. (laughs) Did you see this? Let's read this today. Proverbs chapter 8 verse 7. Let's back up to verse 6. But you better be careful when you start backing up. You'll be in Genesis 1.1 because it's all good. It's all God's word. Hallelujah. And it's all in righteousness. Watch this. Romans chapter 8 verse 6. Here, for I will speak of excellent things and the opening of my lips shall be right things. God's word is Right. Psalms 33, 4, and all his works are done in truth. Watch this. Here, for I will speak of excellent things. That means things that will excel you. That's what excellent means. Excelling. Things that will excel you. Remember what Paul wrote? I counted all dung. I counted all dung for the sake of of the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. The, the knowledge of Jesus Christ is what excels me forward, continues to conform me into the into his image. Watch this. And the opening of my lips shall be right things. For my mouth shall speak truth. <laughs> you see the word for, the first word in verse 7, it means because. Because my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. Watch this. All the words of my mouth, which are what? Truth. Which are what? Excellent. Which will do what? They excel you. Watch this. All the words of my mouth, Genesis to Revelation, all of the Bible, all of my words, (laughs) are in righteousness. There is nothing forward or perverse in them. One last scripture, and I'll quit over here in Proverbs. They are all plain to him that understands. See, this is powerful. Let me read that again. They are all plain. All, what's all plain? God's word, as it is in truth and righteousness, and we know we're believing God's Word as it is in truth and righteousness because it's excelling us forward in the being conformed in the image of Christ. Not by our works, but by the grace and the Spirit of God. Watch this. They are all plain to Him that understands and right to them that find knowledge. <laughs> and, and when He's speaking of finding knowledge and all His words are... Or in righteousness, and we know that the Bible declares in John 17:3, this is eternal life that they know, <laughs> that they have knowledge of, that they know the one true God and His Son, Jesus Christ, whom He sent. That, my friends, was powerful today. That alone, this session alone should grab a hold of the hearts of every person listening. You should share this to all your friends on Facebook, some social media somehow. I don't email them, call them, text them, message them, let them know. They've got to start listening to the Word of God taught as it is in truth and righteousness, because God even warns in Romans one eighteen, we'll get there soon, maybe a couple years from now, <laughs> that all who hold his word outside of its righteous context, his wrath is against them. He's opposing them. He's opposing what they're teaching, he will not work in the way they're using God's word. That means their faith is not legitimate because faith always moves the hand of God. But you can use God's word, but if it's used outside of its truth and its righteous context, which means the way of Christ and his cross, then he's opposing that. That's why ministers today are getting getting burned out. Because it's not true faith. True faith never burns out. True faith never burns out. It excels us into the more that God is offering. All of us. Religion. Legalism. Under the law we get burned out. Under grace we find life. I encourage you. I encourage you. Tune in each week. Curtis Hutchinson 316 at YouTube. Find these messages. Listen to what the Spirit of God will say to you by the truth found in His Word. I love you enough to tell you the truth. Share these messages. Invite your friends to listen. Show them where to go to hear God's Word as it reveals the One who died for us, Jesus. The truth, our truth. Praise God. I love you. God bless you. I'll see you right here next week. I'll add another, upload another message to my YouTube page. Make sure you put a reminder on your reminder app and go get it. God bless you.